0: Hello and welcome to episode two of View from the Sideline podcast. I'm Chris and Rich is here as always. Hi Chris, coming
1: to you this week from Lille. The podcast is reaching its arm across Europe already, and it's only episode two. So how are
0: you? So um, just to start off, I just wanted to say a, a big thanks to everyone who listened to last week's podcast. We managed to get just under 150 views on YouTube. Um, So a a big thanks to everyone else who liked, shared, followed and subscribed over our social networks. Um, And Rich is going to go through what's happening this week.
1: Yeah, so this week uh, it's Chris's turn to uh, do the weekly teaser. Um, I'm pretty sure my answer won't be Neil Warner pole vaulting, but we'll wait and see what the question is. Uh, Then we're going to go through uh, the weekend review of the matches just gone uh, up until last night's game, the Spurs game last night. Uh, Then we've got a new feature for for this episode. Um, You may have seen it on the Facebook page. Uh, So the topic of discussion for today that Chris and I will go through is the apparent need for teams like Spurs and Liverpool to win trophies. There's a lot about that in the press. Um, our weekly prediction uh comes back this week uh we're not going to go through all the details they have been posted on facebook and they are on twitter as well uh the guest predictor this week is my brother chris uh so that should be mildly competitive uh and then after that we'll just uh summarize episode two um just reiterate the ways you can get in touch and uh see what
0: we're doing next week. OK, so this week's weekly teaser for you, Rich. Um, I'm going to this down, Chris. <laughs> so, the uh, teaser is which player has won the FA Cup at Old Wembley, New Wembley and the Millennium Stadium? Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. So, you're going to have to think back a little bit there. Um, FA Cup, yeah? Yeah, so it's the FA Cup, old, new Wembley and the Millennium Stadium.
1: Okay, leave that with me
0: and I'll come back to you. So we will come back to the reveal of the teaser uh, towards the end of the podcast and uh, we'll go through uh, this weekend's games. So, uh, Rich, do you want to kick off? yep Yeah. I think there's
1: only one place to start, Chris, to be honest with you. And that's last night's game at Old Trafford, uh, where Spurs got a 3-0 win against a supposedly under-par Man United side. I've, I've got to be honest, I watched the game and I would say it's probably the best Spurs performance I've seen since we turned your boys over at the bridge last year. I just thought the, whole, the the first half, Lukaku should have scored. How uh, he missed that, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but we kind of lost one of our lives there. But the, the way Spurs dealt with, with United in the first half, and then as soon as they got the goal, they just looked in complete control. And to be honest with you, I didn't really think United offered that much.
0: Second half, uh, they definitely were not in the game at all. Um, first half I thought was quite good, it was end-to-end um, But Lucas Moura, uh, I have to say, probably stole the show for Spurs last night Especially with his third goal Just the pace on itself when he got round Smalling was uh, frightening really
1: it was, it was definitely a man of the match performance But one thing I'd say about that game Is if you think back to a couple of weeks ago And it could still happen because the European window still open but all the rumours were that Danny Rose, Alderweireld and Dembele were going to leave Spurs Rose still might apparently from, from what I'm reading but all three of them started last night and all three of them were unbelievable they, they all had such a good game yeah, and I, I just hope that none of them leave because I just think it just makes Spurs's squad that much stronger um, with no signings coming in, that that wouldn't be such a bad thing if we managed to keep, keep hold of those three, especially those three.
0: Yeah, obviously Mourinho walking out again of another press conference after the game, so that was obviously all over the back pages about his struggles um, at Man United. Um, he, but...
1: he, he does make a good point. So he, he said that he's won more Premier League titles than the other 19 managers put together.
0: That which, is true.
1: Which is true, but
0: mm.
1: yeah, he's just thrown his toys out of the pram a bit. But uh, thoroughly deserved win for Spurs, I think. Three wins out of three. Um, not many teams will go to Old Trafford and, and get a result like that. So yeah, good good result.
0: So, uh, next, uh, the Wolves-Man City game, which was the early kick-off on Saturday. Um, obviously, quite a surprise result for Wolves. Obviously, with the way that Man City can play and break teams down. Um, but Wolves defending really, really well. Man City having over 70% possession and, and only managed to score one goal. 18 shots, so... To keep Aguero quiet, you must be doing something right at the back. Yeah, um, agreed.
1: Bit of a dodgy goal.
0: To the be fair. goal was slightly controversial in the fact that obviously it was definitely hit his hand, but um, referee and linesman clearly obviously didn't see it. So,
1: well, there's just a, a bit of a caveat to that. So um, I've been reading some stuff this morning, and it'd be, it'd be really interesting to to have a bit more of a look into it. But apparently, um, it's a legal goal. Now, there's lots of ins and outs with regards to rules about because he's not stopping the ball going into his own net for like a penalty. Apparently, there's a clause in one of the rules which, which states that it is a legal goal. I think we need to read a bit more about I think
0: her. we're going to have to research that a little bit because that seems crazy. Yeah, no, I
1: listened to it. I, I listened to it. And uh, 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 there was a guy on the radio who had literally, he was a ref in his local leagues or something. And he literally had the rule book in front of him. And he was quoting the rules. But I, yeah, I need to have a look at it really.
0: So the uh Arsenal West Ham game, uh Arsenal winning that one by three goals to one. Uh West Ham, the first time they've lost their first three games since two thousand and ten. Obviously new manager, quite a few new players, just don't seem to be able to play with each other. Very well. Um But overall, probably a good result for Arsenal, even though, to be honest, they didn't defend very well. They didn't really generally play that well either. Um, but a good result for them.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> one there, I think.
0: He was apparently left out, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: apparently he didn't play because of illness, but I'm not, I'm not sure whether no. that's
0: I've, one I've one heard one, that, but... that there was a, something to do with um, a training ground... Bust up between him and the new manager. So, watch this space watch on the thing. Um, Bournemouth and Everton, 2-2. Obviously, a lot of talking points in this one. Um, obviously, the first one is Richarlison. Obviously, having a very good start of the season and then letting, letting his team down slightly. Roy, um obviously, going head-to-head with, with one of the Bournemouth players. Yeah, I um, think
1: that's a definite sending off, though. Yeah. But the, the, the most frustrating thing, because I, I, I see today he's been called up to the Brazil yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like you say, he's had such a good start to the season, but it's just such a stupid thing to do. You just can't do that. You you almost know that he knows as soon as he's done it that he's, he's going to get a red card for it. And... Not, not only is it sort of, it, it affects that match, but then obviously he's suspended for three games for a straight red. And it, it's just so unnecessary, and like you say, especially because he's had such a good start to the season. Yeah. But for me, it's in complete contrast for the Bournemouth one. I don't I don't see how that was a red card.
0: So this is where Walcott got through on goal, didn't he? And... Yeah the it was smith wasn't it he was chasing him yeah um, it's, it's but is the difference. referee is the referee taking into account walcott's pace in this that he knows that he probably will get away from him or but,
1: uh, yeah probably but
0: yeah.
1: you've got you've got two defenders yeah walcott's quick but you've got two defenders coming in as well on sort of the angle of the of, of the d of the penalty area and it almost looks as though they're just going to cut him off. Yeah, he's quick, but I'm not. I'm not convinced that's a, a clear goal-scoring opportunity. So I would. I would say it's a bit of bit harsh. now. I would have said a yellow would have been fine.
0: Good game all round, though two-two. Um, Huddersfield Cardiff, unfortunately, not a great deal from this game other than the red card. Um, a
1: definite red And a good yeah. point for Cardiff That's my summary
0: Yeah <laughs> No <laughs> goals again for Cardiff um, But You know Another draw Against against Two teams that we've picked To go down as well So Yeah I,
1: I would say it, It's definitely a better point For Cardiff Than
0: it is for Huddersfield yeah. That one uh, Saints-Leicester 2-1 To Leicester In that one An- Another red card In this one um, yeah. Obviously when it was one all. Um. So he's obviously already been booked, and then he's decided to run into the box. And I, to me, it was a clear dive. It, I've seen loads of replays on this as well, and it's so bad. It, it was. It,
1: it was. Yeah. It was awfully bad. It was Neymar-esque. I would say. It. It. It, it was. It's so disappointing. It's so disappointing to see how professional to do that. Especially when he's already on a yellow.
0: How how what, in his mind? Why is it not in his mind that he's already been? But I do I do not know, do not know. And obviously, the goal at the end, Harry Maguire's goal, not a goal that you normally see from a defender. Um, no, just, but like the I've,
1: I've got to say, I, th- th- this is one that I, I I picked this one in the predictions too. Yeah, to sort of. I just I just I just I've got to throw that in
0: there. Just add that one okay. in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liverpool, Brighton. Uh, 1-0 yeah. to Liverpool. Uh, again, not really too much to take away from this game, other than that uh, Liverpool still have not conceded a goal in the Premier League. Um, and obviously Brighton coming back. Yeah, a 1-0 defeat at Anfield is probably not, to them, isn't going to matter too it's, much.
1: It's not that bad a result for Brighton, really. But I just it, it's, it was very routine. I don't think Liverpool ever looked that much in danger that they got the goal and that that was kind of it really I probably expected it to be three or four but they won another clean sheet like you say I don't think I think Brighton would be quite glad to get United and uh, Liverpool out of the way so
0: so uh, Watford Palace uh, another three points for Watford Uh, that's three out of three for them as well Um, pretty pretty routine for Watford It, it wasn't an entertaining, real entertaining game. Um, obviously, that was a good goal. Well, I
1: thought, thought Poo was lucky not to get sent off. I, I think yeah. his challenge was a was a, it bit, was, yeah. it was a bit. it was a bit nasty. I think he left. I think he left it. He in, definitely left it's it a in hard. There. I think
0: it was the high yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was just a bit. I think he was a bit lucky to stay on there. But,
0: but
1: that, that, I mean, that's a close game. I think it's two two teams that would do all right this year. Yeah. Um. But my my thought on that one, Chris, and I'm going to throw a fact in now for you, an early fact, there we go. that uh, Zaha is now Crystal Palace's top Premier League scorer of all time, and I'm, I'm not totally sure who he's up against in, in that sort of competition. Well, they,
0: don't, they don't score that many goals, <laughs> Because
1: apart from uh, the guy who takes their penalties and Benteke when he used to score I'm not too sure who he's up against but I look at Palace's team sheet and I do wonder what would happen if Zaha didn't play there didn't yeah. play for them or if they'd sold him I think they'd struggle um, he got another goal in that game but yeah that's my only thing but Watford are looking good 3 out of 3 so 3 so, out of 3
0: yeah. uh, so Fulham uh, 4-2 winners against Burnley uh, a good win for Fulham um, a, f- a few things from this one obviously with Burnley being in the Europa League is that affecting them obviously they're not used to be playing maybe two matches a week could yeah, be partly point. down to it and Joe Hart in goal he's obviously he's under but- a lot of criticism in the past seasons and he's not really having a great start to this season yeah. either
1: but you say that but he went didn't he in his first three games have three clean sheets in a row? Two of them were in the Europa League, I think. And then they played yeah. six first game of the season. But he had, he had three clean we... sheets in a row. So, I don't... I mean, Burnley, they've, they've got three England international goalkeepers.
0: That's what I was going to say. What's up with... So... Is, is the guy that went to the World Cup, is he injured or...? Uh, yeah, is, I think is,
1: he is, because I, I think Heaton's on the bench,
0: so yeah, I, I think he may be, but, know, like but well, yeah, um, I'm not sure, but I, I, I do agree with you, I think the, the Europa
1: League for Burnley, I think, I, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a massive upset if they go out, they're 3-1 down from the first leg, Yeah, it's not going to be the end of the world, but from a Fulham perspective, Mitrovic... Scored good against signing. Spurs last week Another team And two this week I, I like him I think he's a good player Good player, is he? I'm
0: they surprised got...
1: Newcastle Let him go, to be honest But he'll do well there no. Although I've tipped them to go down
0: Speaking of uh, Newcastle uh, The last game to review Is um, the Newcastle-Chelsea game A good three points for Chelsea Not a great game It was very one-sided um, Towards Chelsea They Newcastle were very defensive. Um they I think Chelsea
1: let, had something like
0: 81 percent possession. It was ridiculous the amount of possession. Silly like that. But obviously, uh, the uh, the penalty from Alonso. Um, I think I think this is one that some will say it's probably not a penalty. Some will say it is. Um, for me, he's gone in behind and for me I think he, although he, I think
1: he got the ball he's think, won the
0: ball but he's gone through the player yeah, as well for me I think I, it's,
1: it's again it's one of those if your team gets it it's a it's a stonewall pen. and if they
0: don't it's
1: the worst decision ever
0: the build up to the Newcastle goal there was a suspected elbow from their defender on Giroud I don't know if you've seen this but it definitely looks like the elbow Giroud obviously plays on this score goal I just think Jeroen needs to man up, to be honest. I'm not better about it, but I don't think I should have been a girl. (laughs) So anyway, that was the the weekend review. Um, I will hand over to Rich now, who's going to talk about the topic of the week. Yes,
1: so this this is something that, that almost plays on my mind whenever I read or listen or watch anything about football. And it's something that was seem to be everywhere in in the close season like when the transfer window was still open but in a nutshell it is why is there such pressure on teams like spurs like liverpool to win a trophy there's always been a debate about what what is worth more to a football team so to win a trophy or finishing in the top 4 and I'm just going to throw some stats at you, Chris, as if you didn't know this was coming. <laughs> so just just to use Spurs as an example, right? So Pochettino has the second highest win percentage of any Spurs manager, OK? The only person that's got a better win percentage than him is Frank Brettel, who was the Spurs manager in 1898, and he was manager, manager for 63 games. So to me, that speaks volumes. So he's got a win, win percentage of just under 56% on oh.
0: 211 games. Okay. okay.
1: So just digest that stat
0: for a moment. Uh, yeah. But... And then, oh, well, yet.
1: When, when he took over the first year, Spurs finished fifth. Then they finished third the next season then second, and then third again, plus FA Cup's semi-finals, latter stages of Europa League, last 16 of the Champions League, and the, the average league position of Spurs over the 10 years before Pochettino came was sixth, and he's finishing third, second, third, and having runs in competitions, and Spurs as a net spend is something like 50 million. When you look at City and United, theirs is upwards of 400 million. So but, the, the question I've got is: based is is the progression that that these managers are making and the the, the development of players? Because only one team can win a cup, only one team can win the league. So I don't feel that any manager for teams like that. Should be under any pressure to win a trophy; otherwise, they're in trouble.
0: Do you think the pressure comes from the fans rather than, say, the board of, of directors who manage I Pochettino? I don't.
1: I don't necessarily think it comes from the board, because what apparently uh, what Ed Woodward said about United about. He he doesn't mind about what they're like on the pitch as long as they're winning money, as long as they're making money. Yeah, I think Premier League clubs will always make a profit. That that they will always make money, but so I don't necessarily think the pressure is coming from the from the top down. And as a Spurs fan, I, I'm just enjoying Spurs being competitive, and not being. One nil up with ten minutes to go and losing two one.
0: But, 2-1. but, but it, surely, if, as a fan, you would want them to win something because I've got here, I the do. last the I last do. thing that they won was in two thousand and eight, and that was a league yeah. cup. Of
1: course, I want them to win something, but I don't. I don't think that Pochettino should go or be under undue pressure if he does no,
0: no. I
1: think. I feel. I think the same about Liverpool. I think Liverpool is probably slightly different because they've spent a lot of money this summer, but, but they've spent they've spent it well. But realistically, that they are probably the closest challengers to City. But if they don't win the league, is, is Klopp under pressure? Is I he going to lose his job? I was
0: literally about to say that because I've got obviously. Surely
1: he, surely he can't be.
0: I I would. I reckon if they've if they if they do not win a trophy this season yeah. i I reckon that they would seriously consider whether they've hired the right person because you look uh, at the- the players that he's had at his disposal he's probably got the i know the second best probably the second best team in the league on paper when you look at the players that they've got but yeah and you look at the players that they've had in the last five six seasons. They've had yeah. Suarez, Gerrard, Coutinho, two of which went on to win major trophies at you know, probably the biggest club in the world. But, but,
1: but my argument to that would be that Klopp hasn't had those players.
0: No, Klopp he hasn't, hasn't necessarily had, had those Suarez. players, but he's had money.
1: Yeah, he has had money. I I, I, I agree with that, but I, I can't I can't see who they would replace him with.
0: So, who, He's who out
1: there, who out there is better than him? Yeah. I just I think
0: I, don't, yeah. I think
1: look at Chelsea last year, Chris. So you finished what fourteenth in the league? Or somewhere far down that I couldn't see Chelsea <laughs> in the table.
0: I think it had a bit of an over exaggeration. 14th. <laughs> right. I couldn't see
1: them. I couldn't they were that far down I couldn't see them. Yeah. But you won the FA Cup. Yeah. Now as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Would you are you happy that you won the FA Cup, but this year you're in so the Europa League?
0: The way would, you,
1: would you would you not swap that FA Cup victory to get into the Champions League?
0: It's a good question, and it it does it it, it does obviously it, it's a trophy at the end of the day, which which is nice to have, but obviously winning the Champions League, obviously the, probably the you know the biggest trophy you can win probably as a club You, you put, I would say you probably would take f- fourth over a cup but saying that we won the league the year before so can I really complain?
1: And, I, no probably not but, but I'm not saying that Spurs will win
0: the Champions League no. or they're going to be anywhere near winning the Champions League but I almost th- feel that it that it's
1: it, it's it's a roundabout that you need you need to be involved in that competition with the financial rewards that it brings etc to then attract the best players that's going to give you the best chance of so, winning the league but I just I, I, I feel quite protective of Pochettino that yeah it, I, I would I, I would I would be really upset if he was sacked purely because he didn't win a trophy.
0: I, and I, I think
1: and I think Liverpool fans would probably feel the same because realistically, who who is out there that that is any better? Who are you mm. going to go and get? Yeah, S- 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 and maybe at the moment, but that's because of what happened in the summer with
0: Madrid. But with with Pochettino I think that he's almost got a get out of jail free card with Tottenham because he ha- he has progressed the team there's no denying that obviously like you said earlier the league positions you know you have gone up in the table and, and stayed around that position. Do, I don't think he I don't think they'd ever sack him it's whether he would leave to go to the likes of Barcelona or Real Madrid but
1: of, I would I would, I would would feel more comfortable with him leaving. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want him to leave. But I'd feel more comfortable with him
0: leaving than him being so both, because of that. Both clubs, so you've, you've said Liverpool and Tottenham as an, an example, but both clubs have had good-ish chances to win the league over the last five, six seasons. You had Liverpool back in the 13-14 season. Well, like five points clear with with three games to go and still didn't end up winning the league.
1: Who was that? Brendan Rodgers?
0: That was Rogers. That oh, was, was the... He was, all, he was always going to mess up. That was, was the Gerrard slip um, incident where they lost Chelsea and then they lost... I think they lost the Palace as well, didn't they? They were 2-0 up and, and then ended up losing 3-2, I think. But then... They they should have won the league that year. I'm not, and... Going on to Tottenham now. Obviously, a couple of seasons ago, when Leicester won the league, they did have a chance to win the league. Yeah,
1: they should, they should have won it that year. Yeah, but,
0: that was but, their best chance. But that
1: was that was a that was a fluke season, which I, I probably don't
0: think. It's a crazy. We've seen it yeah, I, but that I, was their best chance, I think that they had. But I I honestly think that Tottenham will win a trophy, if not this season, next season, I reckon they'll win a trophy before Liverpool will.
1: Well. There is a rumor that that's why the uh, there's such a delay on the new stadium being finished because the trophy cabinet no. is so large. <laughs> it's causing health
0: and safety I heard, I heard that they they hadn't they hadn't planned to make one and they panicked and thought that they did they would need one, um, just to collect some dust for the next you, you, few You seasons. wait
1: till it's finished. Not only, not only will it be the best club ground in in London, but probably the country.
0: I've seen some pictures of it looking like a toilet seat, so we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. But I, I would say that the the pressure the pressure for for trophies, I would say, comes from fans, not but not at board level. I'd,
1: I'd agree with you, but I I don't think it's fair criticism, or I don't think it's fair pressure. No. But it's something that I I think everybody's going to have their own views on it. Because like you say, if it's coming from fans, there'll be fans out there that completely disagree with what what I'm saying or what you're saying. So if anyone's got any views on it, uh, you can just drop us a line on Twitter or Facebook or via email and... uh, It'd be interesting to get to get a, a, another view on that topic, but yeah, yeah, that was that was mine for this week, Chris, because it's something that I just feel I needed to get yeah.
0: off my chest. <laughs> and if um if anyone if anyone's yeah. got some topics that they would like us to discuss, um feel free to um add them to one of our social media pages, which I'll give out at the end. Um obviously we're we're keen to get you know, people involved and discuss the, the things that you guys are all thinking about, so. Yeah, so that was this week's weekly topic. Um, so now, Rich, have you had a think about the teaser that I gave you at the start of the podcast, which was I have. the player that has won the FA Cup at Old New Wembley and the Millennium Stadium?
1: Yes, I've got an answer written down, but I'm now thinking that he didn't win it at the old Wembley.
0: Is is it Neil not, Warnock?
1: No, Warnock.
0: It, it's not Neil Warnock.
1: <laughs> no, but he's won plenty of. I suspect he's won a playoff final at all three of those venues. Probably. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with my with my first with my first instinct, but
0: so I'm,
1: who, I'm now pre- I'm now pretty confident it's wrong.
0: Who did he play for? Uh.
1: What, when, when he won the cup? When he won, or, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm wrong. I've put <laughs> Michael Owen.
0: It wasn't Michael Owen.
1: Because I don't think Liverpool have won it at the new, well, he wouldn't have played at the new Wembley, would he?
0: So the actual answer is Patrick Vieira. That's a good shout, Chris. So yeah, that was this week's teaser that's um, a good one I, you know, I did a lot of research I, ne- I needed to find one that I knew that you probably wouldn't get <laughs> no that's, that's a good one Chris I'm going
1: to get you back next week
0: but yeah next week Rich will be doing the teaser next week um, so yeah that is really pretty much everything for this week um, so uh, next week's podcast will drop on the 5th of September. Um, Like I said, uh, please get in touch with us. um, If you've got any topics that you want us to discuss, um, you can do that through uh, our Facebook channel, which is View From The Sideline, uh, or tweet us at at VFTSL Podcast, or you can email us at viewfromthesideline at hotmail.com. And go to our YouTube page, which is view from the sideline podcast. You can just search it at the bar and it'll be like the top one that comes up. Uh, And if you're on there, if you uh, just drop it a like and subscribe, that would be great. Um, But that is about it from me. Rich, you got anything to add?
1: Uh, Only the predictions. Uh, So as, as we said, they're on Facebook for this week. Um, I think my brother would get upset if I didn't didn't mention him. So, yeah, so he's our guest predictor this week. Um, But, again, to echo what Chris said, if if, if anyone's interested in getting involved in the predictions, just drop us a line and uh, we can get you involved. Uh, Obviously, the first round last week with Lewis, so the scores for that one are on Facebook and Twitter as well. So, yeah, just keep an eye out.
0: Cool. Well, uh, that is, that is everything then. So, uh, hopefully, um, you'll all be listening to this podcast and, um, I will see you next week.